Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's going to be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. It is so good to be with you, Roar Church. I know this weekend is going to be powerful, and I am excited about what God is getting ready to do. We are here in week two of our series of prayer Uh, And I pray that you're enjoying it as much as I am. I know just uh, going through scripture and diving into, you know, how we pray, why do we pray, and and everything that God has for us in this series. I'm going to be really, really honest. I'm really excited about it. And I feel like every day that I continue to study, I feel like every day I want to extend this series by another week. And we're already looking at two more weeks. But I really feel like in this season, it is crucial for us to get an understanding of prayer and why do we pray, how do we pray, and what types of prayers uh, are important to God. And and I believe that all prayers are important to God, but I think there is one underlining theme that is across this whole series, and that is the importance of prayer, how prayers are serious. Pastor Brittany spoke uh, on two Wednesdays ago, and she said uh, a line like, this she said prayers that are answered are prayers that are prayed prayers that are answered are prayers that are prayed and it it sparks something in me because it's not just prayers that are prayed are prayers that are answered but it's what types of prayers and acts 12 it lays out this uh, a foundation i believe that is great for us to get an understanding of One, how do we pray? Who do we pray to? And what happens when we pray in in community? And there was three things that I left you. And there was one, pray earnestly. Pray fervently. Pray with passion. And then part two was uh, pray to God. Not the homemade God. Not the God that has been built around my life. But it's the God that I have built my life around him. And the third point to that uh, that, uh, of last week was Praying in community, the importance of praying in community. Where there is community, there is uh, accountability. And today I want to start off um, with where we're, our context is going to be in James 5 and 14. And it's talking about offering prayers of faith, but not just prayers of faith. He asked a couple questions, and I believe that I'm going to ask you these same questions that James was asking them. And he said, Is any amongst you suffering? And so I would ask you like this, Roar Church, are any among you that are watching here today ever been in a place of suffering? Have you ever been in a place where where you need God to move? Have you ever been in a place where you are desperate to see God do something? James says if you are hurting or suffering, then that you must pray. And and let's open up our, our Bibles if you don't have them already open. And we're going to go to James 5 and 14 and really we're going to start at at verse 13 but it says like this is anyone among you in trouble let them pray one he gives an answer and he follows or excuse me he, he gives a question and then he follows with an answer is any among you in trouble let them pray is anyone happy let them sing songs of praise There's another translation that reads like this. It says, if any amongst you are suffering, then we are called to pray. Pain is always an invitation 
for God to do something great in our lives. Pain and trials are always an invitation to become more one with the Spirit. Pain and trials are always an invitation to do what, church? It's to fall on our knees and pray out to the God that can save us. Trials are always an invitation to victories of God, but it requires one thing. You can have every victory you want, but it's going to require something for you to walk into that victory, and that one thing is prayer. Can somebody shout prayer all of this comes through prayer you want to get out of your pain you need to pray you need to get out of your suffering you need to pray if you have none of that then you are to sing songs of joy if you were to ask this question I'm hurting all the time then my response to you would be then give God time in prayer to become more one with his spirit. Because I can promise you this, you know, I've done ministry for almost 15 years full time and there have been numerous occasions where I have been sick in my body, where I have not felt the greatest and I've either had to go and lead worship somewhere or I've had to preach the gospel. And I can tell you, every single time that I've been sick and I've entered into the house of God, it's amazing that my sickness has decreased and my faith has increased. You wanna know why my faith has increased? Because I began to stir up the gift that lays deep inside me. I begin to stir up the gift of praise. I begin to stir up the gift of worship. I begin to increase God. And as I increased God, all of a sudden, the things that I was dealing with in the natural began to decrease. If you're in a place of suffering, the greatest place that you can be is in a place of giving God praise. But we've got to understand that it says in the next verse, if you have none of these issues, Is anyone happy? Is anybody happy here tonight? I know I'm happy. I'm excited to be preaching the gospel. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be taking some rest and letting God speak to me to refresh me, to give me new fresh vision, to give me a new fresh approach to things. He said, but if you have no issues, no pain, no heartache, you should be cheerful and singing praise. And I want to make sure you understand the full context of this part right here. Just these two scriptures real quick, 13 and 14. You can do a lot of things quiet, but the one thing that you cannot do is give silent praise. You can give silent worship. You can even prayer, pray prayers that are silent. But one thing is for sure is that you cannot give God praise silence. Because praise means to do something loudly. If I am praising something, then I am giving action and verbalizing something aloud. Praise is honoring something. Praise is sometimes a visual, but it is always vocal. So if you're in a, in a place of pain, you need to be in a place of, of prayer. 
But if you're in a place where everything is great, then you need to be in a place of praise for everything being great. When things are going good, that is not the time to, 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 to back off from prayer. And what makes us go from hilltops uh, to, to valleys is because when we get on these mountaintops, we forget the thing that when we were down below crying out to God, God, you are my, my, my overcoming spirit. You are all these things. And we forget as we do this, he's increasing us on this hill. And when we get to where everything is great, we forgot to give him praise like we did before. And I believe that's why we often go through ups and downs because the consistency of our prayer life, because the consistency of our praise. And no, I'm not saying that you, that means if you give him praise all the time that you, you may never go through ups and downs. What I am saying though, is oftentimes in the natural, from what I have seen over the course of my years and people that I have talked to, the reason why they fall from mountaintops from these high points is because they forgot that God is the source of all that they have. God is giving us a glimpse in these moments how jealous he actually is for our attention. And you are either today in a place of suffering as scripture would say, in a place of sickness, as scripture would say, or you're in a place of overcoming where God has already done something for you, where you're living in a place of gratitude. Either way, God is looking out of these two things for a consistent heart, for consistent prayer. He's looking for communion from his children. He's looking for relationship from his son. He's looking for relationship in, from, 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 from his daughter. We've got to understand prayer is serious business. When I, when I spoke about Acts, and uh, I think it's the NIV translation, it says, earnestly pray. And if you break down the word earnestly, earnestly means in all seriousness. It doesn't say come to him joking around. It doesn't say come to him uh, and playing around. But he says, in seriousness, prayer is serious business. He wants communication with us all day, every day. Communication so that he can navigate our life as he is directing. Not so that you can navigate your life as you're directing directing we tap into God's presence so that we can get guidance from him we tap into get uh, into God's presence so that we can get his will above our will we are not trying to navigate ourselves and have God fit in but we are trying to navigate ourselves around God it's not how can I fit him in it's how can I live without him? How can we live without him? 
How can we do another day without him? And I'm not talking about just having him once you've been saved by grace. God is with you. I'm talking about having a real relationship with him. If you've ever been in love with somebody, you know that when you're in love with somebody, you can't wait to have communication with them. You can't wait to talk to them. You can't wait to hold them. You can't wait to give them a kiss. You come on. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I preached a message uh, some months ago uh, that, that, that God so love, that so love is that crazy love. And being in crazy so love as God is with his children, as Jesus is with us, then what he is looking for is a life of prayer, a life of communication. Think about it. The God, the creator of earth, longs for a connection with his children. It's begging for communication from his daughter. And see, we often get this twisted and we think, well, Pastor Anthony, I prayed in the morning, that should be good enough. Pastor Anthony, I prayed at night, that should be good enough. No, it's not just enough to pray just in the morning. It's not just enough to pray at night. And here's the reason I would say that. Is it enough just to say hello to your children in the morning? Is it enough to just say good night to them at night? Is it enough to just check in with your mother in the morning? Is it enough to just check in with your father at night? No, when you're in relationship with somebody, you constantly are in communication and not only communication you're in communion with them come on I wish I had somebody that would stand to their feet today and just shout God I am your child I am in love with you I will be in constant prayer God in this moment is showing his craziness for us he's the crazy girlfriend He's the nagging, controlling boyfriend. He's the concerned father. He's the loving mother. But one thing is for sure is that he is crazy about you. And he is crazy in love with you. And so if you're going through sickness, then you need to be in prayer to him. If you're going through uh, suffering, then you need to be in prayer with him. Prayer is serious business. Prayer is so serious because even times when I have not been faithful, God has continued to be faithful. Times when I've not worried about my future and I've probably rejected it because of some sin in my life or some mess ups, God's greatness is always there and his grace to pick us up. And in verse 14, he says, is any among you sick? Is any among you sick? Sick in the Greek refers to being weary. Not necessarily sick in the body, but it's also not limited to being sick in the body. But the word is referring to the effect of life of sickness. Have you ever heard the saying, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of that person. They are not so much sick of the person in the natural. What they are really saying is, I am sick and tired of the weariness that I'm carrying due to 
hanging with this person or due to working this job or I'm sick and tired of this marriage. The marriage hasn't made them sick, but dealing with the weariness and the fight of the battle of making a healthy marriage has made them sick. I believe I'm speaking, speaking prophetically to marriages in this moment. You felt sick, you felt tired, and God is saying, now son, now daughter, more than ever, you need to come to me, and not just come to me, but you need to come to me in prayer. I'm sick of this job, Pastor Anthony. I'm sick of the way these people are treating me. I'm sick of struggling, Pastor Anthony. Shoot, some of you might even be saying, Pastor Anthony, I'm so sick of church. You could even take another step forward and say, you know what, I like coming to this church, but I'm really just sick and tired of you, Pastor. And what they're saying in those moments is they're not sick in the natural. What they are saying is they're sick of the effect that it's having on their life. So the concept of being sick that he's referring to in James here is being one of weariness or one of being tired. Is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is any among you happy? Let them sing praises. But is any among you sick? These are indications for invitations to pray. We have to take our prayer life to another level. There was an old song, uh, my good friend Israel Houghton said, he says, I'm going to not level. It's time for our prayer to go to another level. It's time for the real warriors, the real lions that are here at Roar to take it up another level. As we get ready to dive into this 21-day fast, and no, I'm not making you start tonight. I'm not making you start tomorrow. We're not starting on Monday. Enjoy Labor Day weekend and all the festivities, but you better believe on Tuesday, this means war. There's an old church song that we used to sing back in the day. But it's time for the lion's roar to sound the alarm. And that alarm and that sound is a sound of prayer. If you feel weary and you feel like you can no longer take it, then you need to be in prayer. And you need to understand, it goes on to say it like this in, in verse 14, it says, anyone among you sick, let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them. And I wanna pause right there because it goes on and it says, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And I want you to understand something because we miss this. And it ties into what we were talking about last week. In one verse, we go from a place of 
we can pray for ourselves to get ourselves out of the tragedy that we may be in to in the very next verse, in verse 14. Not if you're in trouble. If you're in trouble, you can pray to God and he will deliver you. But if you're suffering, you're weary, you're tired, you're beaten, you're bruised, then there are some prayers that you can't pray by yourself. And that God is looking for some people to gather around you to pray over you. So in one verse, we go from a place of, uh, that we can pray over ourselves and we can make a way to pray and we can get the help we need. But in the next verse, there are some, there are some things that you can't do on your own that you must call on the elders of the church. You must call on the people that you are in community with. That's why I preach it is so important to be planted into a church because the elders of the church are the ones that are in serious business. I don't just call anybody to pray for Brittany and I. I just don't call anybody to pray over our marriage. I don't call just anybody to pray over certain things going on in our life. I pray and I call out to God, but I also include uh, spiritual leaders, wise people, people full of integrity, people full of righteousness, because I understand this, prayers are serious business. Deuteronomy 32 and 30 says it like this, if one can chase a thousand and two can chase 10,000, how much more can five or 10 of us if we will come together and get the will of God and pray to the real God of heaven? Truth of the matter is, is you've probably been beaten down long enough and you've probably tried to carry this burden by yourself long enough. One, oftentimes we try to carry these burdens by ourselves because we are afraid of the shame and the condemnation that may come with what we're carrying. But in verse 15, it, it goes on, it says it like this, it says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If, if they have sinned, they will for, be forgiven. And in verse 16, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. It says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Listen, it's so important for our roar groups, for our roar, our roar house parties, for you to have accountability in those places. You don't have to tell me everything. But you should be telling the ones that are around you and you should be in a place where you can be truthful, where you can be honest, that you're not shamed, where you're not disgraced. And that's why I love Roar Church so much because we got enough, enough crazy messed up people that we have no reason to shame anybody. The reason why we can't shame you is because we've already done it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a bunch of messed up sinners. We're a bunch of messed up people. But guess what? Because we have done what scripture is telling us to do, we are now walking as overcomers. I didn't say that we are walking in complete healing, but we are walking as overcomers. We pick up our cross daily and we continue to chase after the God that can save us. You don't always feel like speaking to God. You don't always feel like praying. 
That's why you have to have accountability. When you're going through these things as James is talking about. I remember a month or so ago, we had somebody in our church that was dealing with COVID-19. And at first we didn't know she was dealing with COVID-19. In fact, we just thought she was having a heart attack. So she went to the hospital, she went to the emergency room and I remember her calling and, and being very, very, very uh, clear with Brittany and I. And she said, pastor, please pray for me. It's not a heart attack. We found out that I have COVID. And as the days went on, the COVID got worse. And there was a conversation that we had through the week that I remember so instinctly that she called and said, Pastor, please, please pray for me because I don't have the strength to. There are times in our life that we have to be in accountability. We've gotta be in community. We've gotta be in the right place at the right time and part of the right church because there will come a time in your life, if it's not come yet, there will come a time that you won't be able to pray yourself out of a situation that you will need to call on the pastor. You will need to call on a brother. You will need to call on a sister. You will need to call on somebody that will get you out of the place of weariness and I remember in that moment as we begin to pray as soon as we got off the phone we sent it to our prayer team they begin to pray and don't you know don't you know come on somebody say God is still a miracle worker God is able to do just what he said he would do imagine that that God will fulfill the things that he has said And in less than 48 hours, we get a call. They're getting ready to release her. They're gonna let her go home. Things have begun to change. See, she didn't have the strength for herself in that moment to pray, but she called on some brothers. She called on some sisters. Man, I'm fired up. I feel like preaching today. And I think I'm going to because you need to understand that prayers are serious business. She couldn't fight any longer. You, there is somebody that is watching today. You cannot fight any longer. Suicide has crushed your mind. Giving up has crushed your mind. You have sons and you have daughters, but you said, I can't, I can't be who they called me to be. You can't ever be who they called you to be because you've got to get into prayer. When you start to give God praise and you start to offer up prayers of thanksgiving and when you begin to cry out to God, not only for yourself, but share how you're feeling, I can promise you the thing that's trying to kill you will all of a sudden be killed. I remember anybody that has dealt with addictions. I dealt with pornography. And the greatest thing that gives me power over beating that sin is when I talk about it. No longer does it keep me in fear. No longer does it keep me in shame. No longer does it keep me in condemnation. But what ends up happening is, is I flip the script and I came to tell somebody, it's time to flip the script over the thing that's trying to kill you. God said, share your issues, share your troubles and you shall be free. Confess your sins and you shall be forgiven, but confess your friends where there can be accountability and there will be change. Woo! 
That's a word for somebody. Write this down. Confess your sins and you will be saved. But confess your sins to your friends and there will be change. And the thing that you need to understand though, it's just not any friends. You need to share it with the elders, the ones that are spiritually mature to speak into your future, to look past your past and realize if God can deliver you from your past, then then God can deliver you into your future. See, we're great about saying, God, you're the God of the past. You're the God that can overcome this, but we forget that he is also the God that can speak into our destiny. We is also forget that he is the God that can speak into our future and change everything. We prayed, we cried out for her and healing began to come. There was a team that was praying and we began to see breakthrough, but it was 48 hours of prayer without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5 and 17 says it like this, tell us we are to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And I feel like at times we don't quit, quite understand it. So I want to break this, this, this down to you. Prayer without ceasing means what, Pastor Anthony? It's more than just words. And so if I was to substitute the word prayer with the word breathing, maybe you'll understand what God is trying to do and how serious prayer is. Because if I take out pray and I substitute breathing and it was to say, breathe without ceasing, you would look at me and start laughing. <laughs> Pastor Anthony, what do you mean? <laughs> and my question is, what do you think I mean? If you were to breathe without quitting or to quit on breathing, what would happen? you would die. So if you were to quit without praying, what's going to happen? Your spiritual life is going to fall. Breathe without ceasing. Don't stop breathing because if you stop breathing, if you keep breathing, we know life is still in front of us. But if I stop breathing, then death is on the other side of my breathing. It's the same for our prayer life. If we stop praying, then we are asking for spiritual death. Sometimes I wonder in our church, the things that we have went through, the things that we have walked through, is our church really praying or are they just concerned with the next cool church? Pastor Anthony and Brittany are our cool young people. They're so on fire, he's so crazy, he's so wiry. Can I just tell you, I did not come to entertain you. Prayer is serious business. We cannot live without praying. We cannot live without breathing. And the thing that you need to be breathing in is this word and prayer. It's what will sustain your life in the greatest tragedies. I can't tell you how many times I've walked through dark times in my life 
and, and, and it's crazy. I'm, I'm a worship leader that's traveled the, the country and traveled nationally, and, and it's not songs that have got me through moments. What's got me through moments is this. The word, getting on my knees before God, crying out to Jesus, walking in accountability. And I wanna encourage you tonight, don't stop praying. And if you never started, then now's the time to start praying. Now's the time to take it up another level. Keep praying. And if you're tired, link up with somebody. If you're weary, get in community and pray and be open. Don't carry the trial. Don't carry the tribulation. Don't carry the weariness. Don't carry the sickness. Because God said that there's an escape goat from all that. The question was opposed. If any among you is in trouble, the answer to being in trouble and to get it out of trouble was let them pray. And if life is going great, you probably should sow a million dollars into this church and give God thanks for what he's doing. Give him praise if you're on the mountaintop. If you're sick and weary, then the answer to being out of the sickness is being in accountability and calling on the elders of the church. If you're dealing with sin, you cry out to God and you ask him to forgive him, forgive yourself. But then you go on to the next step and you get in community, get in roar groups. Pastor Lewis is absolutely, uh, an absolute breath of fresh air for Brittany and I because our, our heart was that God would send us the right person that would have a heart for people in community. I don't need another uh, a speaker from the platform. I don't need another worship leader. I don't need none of this other stuff. What we needed was somebody that wanted people to be in community. And I'm so thankful that God sent us, him and his wife and his family. Because community is where growth is. It's where accountability is. It's more than just lip service. We've all been in those places. Hey, pray for me, man. I'm really going through it. Yeah, 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 I'll pray for you. I got you. Hey, man, thanks so much for praying. Yeah, no, no problem. And you ain't never prayed one time for him. Get into the right place. It's why it's so important to be planted in the right church. There will always come a time in your life that you cannot get your own breakthrough and that you will need to call on others to help you get your breakthrough. Someone a bit more seasoned, maybe someone a bit more grounded. We all need that body that will carry you when you can't carry yourself. Peter needed it in Acts 12. 
He couldn't deliver himself. But as the body of believers gathered in a house, they cried out to God and God delivered Peter. And I said it last week prophetically and I want to tell you again, the very thing that they were crying out for to God in community, in accountability, showed up knocking on their doorstep. showed up knocking right on their doorstep. Sometimes our freedom is connected to others praying for us. Just like the young lady who was sick in her body. Wasn't that she didn't believe God could heal her, it's that she no longer had the strength to do it on her own. And she needed accountability. She needed community. She needed somebody to lift their voice in her place. Tonight, as we end, close. Every person stand to your feet right now. We all need that person. We all need that thing. but you are only as healthy as your secret. You are only as healthy as your secret. If you've got a lot of stuff, then I bet you're dealing with a lot of stuff. Walk in the fullness. Walk in accountability. Walk in prayer. And cry out to Jesus. I'm sure with all of our groups that are together right now, there is someone, if not more, that are battling something, that are dealing with something, and you need God to move on your behalf. And I feel it here in this moment. You can't do it on your own. Does it make you weak? It makes you strong. And you need to know that there is a church and there is a body of believers that are willing to lift their voice for you right now. Somebody online, you're dealing with it right now. I'm a loner. Nobody cares for me. I can guarantee you right now if you type in, I need somebody you will watch and see that this church will bombard you with love, will bombard you with, with telling you that you are the greatest because truthfully, why we're saying that is because we're prophetically speaking what God has already said over you. You just need to get the awareness. And sometimes we go through life and obstacles and we get blinders because we've walked through devastation so much that we can't see past our own stuff. And sometimes you need somebody in your life that can see past that and say, hey, it's okay. I know it looks like the end, but it's really the beginning. 
Every hand stretched high tonight. Father, I thank you for every person. God, I pray for every person that is suffering, that feels the, 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 just the, the stuff that's associated with being weary, being tired. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're sick in their body. Maybe they're sick in their mind. Father, I thank you that your word says that we can cry out to you and that our healing is attached to the prayer. Even somebody right now, God, I feel a stirring in my spirit that there are addictions that need to be shared right here in community with people that will not stone them but will encourage them. Life is hard. It's a long journey. But Father, I'm thankful that we are in a church. In fact, I'm thankful that we are in the greatest church. I wholeheartedly believe that there is no greater church on this earth than Roar Church. I could care less if we have a building. I don't care if we have all this stuff yet. What I'm thankful for is we have community. What I'm thankful for is we have family. What I'm thankful for is the main things are the main things. We're about your presence. We're about your spirit. We're about your prophecy. We're about all the gifts that you give to us, Lord God. But we're also about the one thing that you said to be about, and that's about love. And we're not stoning. We're not condemning. But we are speaking and receiving your grace that you have for us. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I can't think of a better time than now. I can't think of a better moment now than to surrender to God. And maybe you're like me. I feel like I surrender to God every morning. I feel like I surrender to God every night. Part of that reason is because I want to constantly be in communication, in communion with Jesus Christ and just tell him, hey, I know I'm a messed up fool, but man, I love you, Jesus. With every head bowed and every eyes closed, in your house, hopefully you're not driving with your eyes closed, so if you're driving, keep your eyes awake and focus on the road. But say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I confess my sins. Father, I am in need of a saint because I am nothing more than a sinner. Father, I receive your grace today. I receive your forgiveness. And Father, I thank you that you are wiping my past clean. And you are in this moment giving me hope and a future. And you are filling me with purpose and destiny. And you are filling me with love in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody in the church tonight said, amen, 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 amen. Ooh, I love this. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help and this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.